This is David Mack, and you're listening to Marvel 616 Politics. Yes, this is Marvel 616 Politics with your host, Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. Jared, it is gosh darn great to hear from you. Absolutely. It's fantastic to hear from you. I I know. It's been it's been too long. It's been too long. Yeah, yeah, we've done a lot of texting but not a lot of verbiage. Well, yes, that's true. Some verbiage over the over the verbs, we haven't used the verbs that much. Yeah, verbs are action words. That's what I've been told. Do you, Do you remember the old um, Marvel ads about verbs? Marvel ads? Marvel would put um, uh, little ads with uh, different characters in the back of their comic books. Sometimes on the back cover, I would say verbs like Wolverine cutting something or Spider Man shooting a spider web. No, was it like? English aware, grammar awareness or something? <laughs> I, I don't know what it was advertising. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Well, <laughs> this is Marvel 616 Politics. We are a comic book podcast, of course. Uh, we follow Marvel. The 616 is the, the universe that we travel in. Um, in the Marvel universe, if they were all numbered, most of the ones that are published are in the 616 universe. Uh, pretty arbitrary, but whatever. And politics, because we look at the main storylines. What's going on? How do the characters interact? What does it all mean? What's the industry doing? That's kind of what we look at. Um, you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can look at our website, marvel616politics.com. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at 616 politics but the best place to reach us that you'll see us on a daily basis is facebook at facebook.com slash marvel 616 politics interactions throughout the day over a hundred over a thousand likes lots of fun good times it's just a blast so check us out there and also if you want to give us a call leave us a message for um the podcast itself we're happy to play it on air as long as it's clean 61675Tina. 75Tina? 755Tina. <laughs> How long has it been since we did this? It hasn't been that long. <laughs> I'm even reading it. 775Tina. <laughs> seven, seven, so, T-I-N-A. What is that on the phone? That's uh 616755 What? No. Three, two... Nope, nope, nope. You can spell Tina, people. Listeners, this is our first podcast with over a thousand likes. It's crazy! And I gotta say, I'm pretty pumped to invoice our sponsor. Yes. Our two sponsors. Oh, our two sponsors! We picked up one along the way. This is awesome. Go for it, man. List them both. Well, our first sponsor, our sponsor that's been with us since... Almost the beginning is DCBService.com. They provide an excellent resource for comic books at up to 40 and sometimes even higher percent off. Um, new releases, older books, 
trades, all kinds of stuff. Get your your latest and greatest comic book things at DCBService.com. That's great. Discount comic book service. And uh, they got the Marvel Now package uh, every month for 50% off. And I did the math. I said, you know what? I, maybe I just want to do um, these books. And I put them in at 40% off. And then I got the price. And then I did, you know what? How much is the whole bundle at 50% off? And the whole bundle was cheaper. So I was like, hey, it's cheaper. I get more books. I don't know how they stay in business. I don't either. That's a good question. They do They do wonderful work. They're basically superheroes in and of themselves. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's our uh, what's our next sponsor there? Well, we picked up another sponsor. I guess once you hit 1,000 likes, people just knock at your door trying to sponsor your podcast. They do stand up and take notice, yes. So this is crazy. But we have another sponsor. It's crpsavings.com. Community Retail Partnership. Now, what they do is they're kind of they're much different than the comic book sponsorship. Um, what they do is they work with different churches, organizations, but in our case, individuals. Um, they're looking to save some money on Office Depot with Office Depot products. Um, what you do is you go to crpsavings.com and you can read a list of all the Office Depot products that they have for a discounted price, and it's absolutely free. It's it's pretty amazing. There's no charge whatsoever. Uh, they set you up with an online account or get you a card to use in stores, and you just save money. It's it's kind of like DCB service. It's almost too good to be true. So so it's just free? Absolutely 100%. I've been using it myself. I was charged nothing. I saved $15 on my last Office Depot order. Um, I just told a friend about it. She's placing an order tomorrow, and I actually need to get um, uh, this core. It's called a Easy VHS to DVD Traditional... Uh, thingy, and a what converter? it does? Is, maybe I don't know. You like plug it into your VCR and then plug it into your uh, computer, and it turns all your VHS tapes into DVDs. <laughs> and Office Depot has it, and we get it for by going through uh, CRPSavings.com. We get it for cheaper, so I'm gonna get me one of those tonight. <laughs> Dude, that's fantastic. You know, yeah. um, actually, I used it. I went in because it's the new year. I needed to get a new. Um, planner thing, you know, this Franklin Covey nonsense. Oh, like Lisa Frank? I don't... No, what? What? No, that's the unicorn <laughs> girl, right? Yeah. That's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my... St- you you ruined my part of the sponsorship. I'm sorry. Now I have now I have nothing. No, anyway, I went to Office Depot, and actually, there's two ways to use this. Um, if you set up an online account, or they can send you a card, and you just swipe your card at the register. Anyway, I I got seventeen dollars off this. Uh, like I don't know why planners are so expensive. Goodness gracious, a, a leather planner is fifty bucks, and then the inserts are thirty bucks. This is insane. But I mean, it's got all these cool pockets and blah 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 blah. And actually, I wasn't paying for it. It was uh, the company that I worked for. <laughs> so I used the card, and it had seventeen dollars off. And I was like, "Holy cow, that's amazing!" Um, mm. And that I don't even think that was listed on the list because I looked at it. So, anyway, th- it's it's great. And how does this help you, listener? Well, if you're angling for that um, that promotion at your job, or if I know this is geared toward churches, but anybody can use it. Um, if you say, "Hey, I know a way that we can cut down our margins by, you know, fifteen thirty percent on all our office supplies," 
and hook up your entire company, how's that going to look when bonus time rolls around? Exactly. I mean, all you got to do is tell your boss you saved him $17, and you're getting a hug. Uh, at least a hug. Maybe tears. Hopefully nothing more than that, though, because yeah, then you no, got a wall. No, we don't condone. Okay, anyway, anyway. So our two sponsors, DCBService.com and CRPSavings.com. Thanks, yeah, we, guys. I have to get used to that, man. It's tough to do two of them. Well, we're looking for another if you want to sponsor. <laughs> okay, well, if anybody wants to have a sponsor out there, uh, we'll, you know, contact us at marvel616politics at gmail.com or on Facebook. Yeah. You've been having some discussions on Facebook, huh? It's been, I'm telling you, Andy, we hit a thousand and everybody decided to start talking. They were like, okay, now it's legit. A thousand people, and then, but people are going nuts. They're, I mean, they're being very respectful and everything, but they're like, I really feel, well, you know, Scott and Brad and who's the, who's, who else is talking? Actually, a lot of new people are, are chiming in. Yeah, we got John Kenny. He came over and Dennis Barger and, uh, you know, Kevin McVicker, Brad Allen's been doing a lot on there. Um, Jen Capelli. She showed back up, huh? She did. She, I don't know what she's been doing. <laughs> David Hopkins, he's been on there quite a bit. Yeah, yep, he has. So he, I feel bad. We started name dropping, and what if we forgot somebody? Uh, I apologize. There's, All right, I'm just going to pull up the list and start reading everyone's name. No, 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 don't do that. If, if, you, didn't, if you didn't get named, we, we named you in spirit, unless you disagreed with how I acted last week on the uh, – on the twins or whatever they are. Then, you know, then we forgot you on purpose. The twins. Ooh. Yeah, my story about the wrestling twins. Yeah. Uh, so what are we doing tonight, man? What are we doing? Oh, we are kind of doing a year in review and looking forward. Well, that sounds fantastic. We got two parts to the show tonight. We are, of course, of course, going to talk about our current events, which is going to be Amazing Spider-Man number 700 and Superior Spider-Man number one, back to back. And I got to say, man, after I read Superior Spider-Man number one, I was like, well, this ruined anything that we had to say about Amazing Spider-Man number 700. Yeah, kind of, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk it out. And then the second half of the show... You know, probably more than just a half because it's going to take a while. Uh, we're going to do our 2012 awards and then the top 10 characters to watch in 2013. And it's going to be awesome. Oh, don't think it's not. And I can guarantee you that we are going to disagree a lot. And we have the Tina Awards. Oh, of course, yes, the Tina Awards. And you know what? We got some voicemails, didn't we? We sure did. I'm telling you, this thousand thing has revolutionized us. I know. Everybody send in voicemails. We'll play them, okay? I don't know why people don't want to be on the broadcasters. We should do a thousand voicemails. Oh, you know, we could do, if we got all the voicemails, we could just do a show of question and answer and voicemails, but not, not like every show, just like one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. That'd be awesome. Yeah, well, all right. Which one should we start with? Uh, we got McVicker, and then we got Austin from uh, Hideous Energy. Uh, which one called first? Um, Austin called first. Then, Austin, we're going to answer you first. And actually, Austin left two messages. The first one, he tried to be inappropriate, but then his conscience caught up with him, and he stopped halfway. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, we are going to play Austin's right... Uh, now. Yo, this is Austin from Ideas Energy. 
And I was wondering if you guys had any opinion on whether or not the appearance of Peter as a ghost validates within the 616 universe that there is actually some sort of afterlife and what the implications are as far as characters who have passed away in the past who might still be dead and whether or not their ghosts are in fact running around affecting plots. That kind of uh, that kind of has some spoilers in it. Yeah, what 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 would your answer be, Andy? All right. Well, his question, if you were wondering, if you couldn't hear it, he said uh, basically, if the ghost of Peter Parker showing up, does that validate that the six one six has an afterlife universe? And then also further, are there implications um, that there might be other ghosts? running around affecting plots that we may or may not see. So uh, you want me to go first? Heck yeah. Okay. Take it. The first thing that comes to mind is Ecstatics from um, Peter Milligan and Mike Allred. And I think um, there was an arc with Dead Girl and it talked about people in the afterlife and they were coming back and how people it explained why some people come back in the marvel universe it didn't explain wholeheartedly though because um it just basically said oh if people want them back enough they'll come back but you know maybe maybe gwen stacy wasn't nice to a lot of people (laughs) she was just nice to peter so um so there's that there's a precedent set for that um ecstatics is arguably like pseudo continuity um it kind of has its own little corner of the marvel universe when it had its run um there's other things there's the asgardian hell there's where mephisto is so we know that there's there's things like that um from ghost rider um but this is getting into the issues a little bit but in issue uh, 700 of amazing spider-man we saw the afterlife or we were led to believe that we saw the afterlife so um in the 616 i'm gonna say that there definitely is an afterlife and I was really confused in Superior Spider-Man when um, the ghost or spirit showed up because there's an astral plane. And the astral plane in the Marvel Universe that Spidey has, um, he, when in Straczynski's run, he saw Mary Jane. He was, he was looking outside of a plane and Mary Jane was in the plane and they missed each other because he was out of body or something. Uh, he was fighting, the, uh, I think, a spider god or something. Yeah. And um, so they're, they're two separate things. And so kind of coming back from the dead sets a dangerous precedent, I think, in the, in the 616. And as far as the question of whether or not there are ghosts right now running around in the 616 that are affecting other plots, you could always use that as a retcon or uh, deus ex machina, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. something? ghost in or not ghost but god in the machine as like kind of a swoop in and haha this is how they did it um but i don't think currently in any other title that would be there except maybe journey into mystery what do you think jared mayo uh i think it's just whatever the each writer decides honestly yeah but what about continuity well i think when it comes to death they every most writers just kind of rewrite it for their purpose, you know? I mean, every character has died. Every character's come back. Uh, it just kind of invalidates everything anymore, you know? Well, let's talk... I mean, if you <clears throat> if you don't want to go in further, let's just talk about the issues while we while we have them, and then we'll do Kevin's um, as a in-between 
Seg- okay. Um, you want to do superior? or You want to do seven hundred? Um, you you can do both. Nope. You. <laughs> I didn't write a, re- a detailed summary. No, that's fine. Wing it. Okay. Um, Amazing Spider-Man seven hundred. Doctor Octopus switches his mind with Spider-Man's, and his original body dies. Thus, Doctor Octopus is now in Spider-Man's body, and Spider-Man is dead. Okay, but you missed a key critical thing, I think. And that would be that now Dr. Ock, who is in Spider-Man's body, or Peter Parker's body, he now empathizes with uh, Peter Parker, right? Yes, he has all his memories as well. Okay, how did that happen? Because they switched... Magic. <laughs> Boom! Magic! <laughs> no, okay, so there's this golden Octobot, right, that has Peter's consciousness in it, and oh, what he was going to do is tap into the back of his head, his skull or whatever, and switch bodies again, and then, you know, Doc Ock was going to die. I don't know if he was going to switch bodies or if he was going to keep Doc Ock inside the golden Octobot. But um, it turned out that Doc Ock is just way too smart and put... A metal frame inside Spider-Man's mask. So that, tink, 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 he can't get in. So um, as that goes, and we got some fabulous art from Ramos. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I like it. It's all right. Um, It's tough on a core book like Amazing Spider-Man. But you got, like, you got Dr. Ock's eye coming out and everything. Basically, um, he sees... Because he's about to die, he sees his life pass before his eyes. Right? Yes. Okay. Because I guess it's a common myth. When you're about to die, you see your entire life pass before your eyes. And so as this happens, there's still uh, some sort of emotional or memory connection that's sending out these brain waves between Spider-Man or Dr. Ock's body and uh, Dr. Ock in Spider-Man's body via the uh, the golden octobot so like he relives his entire life but he sees himself in peter's shoes like where you know aunt may and uncle ben and then the robber and getting bit by the spider and then uncle ben dying and all that stuff and uh gwen stacy dying and so he's Oh, and the the symbiote. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. I like the I like the art on that part. But he feels everything there, and so somehow magically that makes him say, "Oh, I totally get it. I get why Spider-Man does it. It's somewhat noble." And then he says, "All right, well, I'm gonna be Spider-Man. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna finally be the hero, and I'm gonna win." He's more concerned with winning than being the hero, but he does say that with great power comes great responsibility, pretty much. Um. But he's 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 determined to be better, superior, if you will. Yeah. So he says, with his better intellect and this physique and uh, his genius, he's gonna build out all these things to make him better. So, what what were your reactions to this first before we go into superior? I didn't see it coming. I thought Sp- Spider-Man always gets out, you know? Right. He, he's Spider-Man. And each time he was getting to, you know, he each time he thought he had out-thunk 
Octopus. Then out, Octopus outthunk him. And I was like, what? No way. And then the end, it was Dr. Octopus. I was like, that's that's crazy. So did you like it? I don't know that I didn't like it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was just kind of like a, well, it was like kind of trippy. <laughs> like, whoa, dude. <laughs> so, I, but I think I'm kind of uh, interested. Like, I kind of like where it's going. Okay. Well, from this point, I was like, okay, I see what Slot is trying to do. Like, you have this emotional connection with Spider-Man because he always does what's right. He's fighting for what's right. But he always pulls through because he's fighting for what's right. No matter how dire things look, he always pulls through, right? Yeah. Well, so this is, you know what? Sometimes right doesn't win. And if you were Spider-Man, the only way that you're going to die is in the middle of a battle. I, I can appreciate that sentiment. I, I understand because he was trying and trying and trying. And he just got outthunk and uh, outthought, if you will. And so I get that. But if you were going to do that, then totally change the personality. Don't say, oh, but he's basically the same guy and now he understands and now he's going to... I mean, the reason why he he gave him all the memories and everything is to give him some sort of motivation to be a good guy. Because Doc Ock and Spider-Man's body has no motivation to be a good guy at all. So you don't like it? Well, I no, I don't like it because I think that... Um, he Spider-Man is the, the whole theme of Spider-Man is doing what you can and living up to your responsibility because you have the power. And that wasn't what he was fighting for in this whole book. He was fighting for survival. He wasn't fighting for um, doing what's right and protecting people. You know what I mean? Like even at one point in this book, um, he says, OK, well, it's OK that you shot him, but. You know, because they're not going to die. So it's it's okay. You know, and oh, let me take care of the guards. And didn't he say something like that? Yeah. Well, that's not Spider-Man. That just shows how desperate he is. And I don't, I see how desperate he is, but I didn't feel desperate for him because he didn't, he wasn't doing something honorable. He was just like, oh, I'm, I'm freaking out, man. I might actually die. Instead well, of. But it's kind of scary, though. Wouldn't you think you'd freak out too? Yes, but if you have a hero who accentuates the characteristics of honor first, and that's the main thing to him, like making sure that everyone else is safe, then it doesn't seem like he would start to panic that he was going to die. Like, I I know that in real life, yes, like uh, even heroes start to panic that they're going to die. But... You know, like, this guy is, like, above board, never does anything wrong, and if he does, it was a mistake, and he, like, tries to make up for it, like, fourfold, you know? And just the whole idea of him fighting just to survive, just to not die, and there's nothing else behind it, like, I'm going to try to save these people and not die, but it, it didn't it didn't ring true to me. Hmm. Well, you you know what, Andy, I'm going to take your whatever you have to say for it because he's your favorite character. You know? No, 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 no. What does what does that mean? 
Because I think you know him better than I do. It, it'd be like you trying to, you know, explain to me how Storm was out of character. I'd be like, and you are, you know? <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't feel that way. It's coming from somebody who uh, epitom- not epitomizes, uh, puts him on a pedestal. You know, I put Spider-Man on a pedestal, but for you who may not do that, like I don't put, I don't put Charles Xavier on a pedestal. So when uh, when X Men, you know, uh, was it Genesis? What was that? What happened there? Second Wait, Genesis, negative Genesis. What was that? When it turned out that he was like hiding another team. Yeah. Yeah. Second. De- Genesis. Dead, deadly Genesis. Okay, that one. Yeah. Yeah. When you know, I was not like, oh, I can't believe it. Why? You know, I was just <laughs> like, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. So, you know, I would love to hear from your perspective. Was it a good story if you if you kind of take yourself and separate yourself from the character a little bit? I think it was a good story because I was pretty much uh, when he was doing what was that? What was the storyline? Just a couple issues goes where Silver Sable died. Yeah, ends of the earth. Ends of the earth. I was like, oh, you know, this, you know, Doc Ock is dead. Um, Spider Man and Silver Sable and Black Widow they they figured out how to defeat him. He's going to die. It's over. Moving on, anticipating Amazing Spider-Man 700, you know, because something big is going to happen. Right. This just kind of threw me for a loop out of the blue. I just didn't see this coming. And I think it kind of puts Doc Ock where he should be in that, for me, Dr. Octopus has always been Spider-Man's number one villain. Never been Green Goblin. Green Goblin's always been like two or three. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that comes from the animated series, you know, because Green Goblin didn't show up until the second season. So the first season, who do you establish as the big villains? You know, Lizard, Doc Ock, those kinds of guys. Yeah, you know what? Harkening back to that, just a rabbit trail real quick. I was so confused when the toys came out. Green Goblin toy came out before the Hobgoblin toy. And I was like, who is this character? No, it's the Hobgoblin. Yeah. And then Smythe came out in his, like, monster form. I'm like, that dude sits in a, like, wheelchair, and he's a human with a mullet. What in the world? (laughs) You remember? Yes. Well, I mean, the Hobgoblin has always had a special place in my heart because of that show. Because he was the first one uh, I was was introduced to. Because I wasn't collecting a comics at that point. You were or you weren't? I was not. Okay. Oh, yeah, you didn't start until, like, 99? 2000? 2001, man. Okay. Yeah. So so Doc Ock has always been the number one villain for me. Green Goblin has been two or three. So this, I think, just kind of puts him up there over the ledger. Green Goblin's kind of been gone for a while. Norman Osborn has been doing his thing. and I, So I think it's a really cool plot device. I know Peter Parker will eventually come back, but it was just something so far out of left field, like left universe almost. I didn't see happening so you you like it because it's a different story i like it because it's different but for me it's not that saturday morning cartoon we switched minds freaky friday thing it's more of a you know it had some purpose to it It had a lot of you know sciencey stuff there was a struggle there was a battle there's a fight and now it's continuing because peter isn't necessarily gone as we find out in the next issue you know that we're going to review next you know, there's there's some more battle there, and there's going to be emotions, and it's it's not just a complete switch because Doc Ock now, like you said, you know, he has all these um, empathetic emotions from Peter Parker that are now seething into him as well, and and to and 
you know, I, I'm, I think I'm getting into the next issue, though, Superior Spider-Man 1. Well, when I finished reading this one, I was like, oh, great, okay, he's going to be, like, uh, an angry Spider-Man. And I was like, that's what we got, <laughs> that's what we got you know, Scarlet Spider for down in Houston. And so, <laughs> talking about this exclusively and not talking about Superior Spider-Man at all, I was like, okay, they, they've redefined the character, but basically it's still Peter Parker, so that when the movies show up, um, it can still be Peter Parker, and he just has to get used to it. And he's kind of—I thought this was a gimmick to make the character younger and show some uh, character progression and growth from a, like a before and after. So it's setting up the before. You know what I mean? It's like a perfect time to set up the before um, with Marvel now coming. That's what I thought this was, and so I could see it. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was in character, but I could see the rationale. But then I read Superior Spider-Man number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just... I, I couldn't understand why they did what they did. All right, let's, uh, let's go through this real quick. So it's uh, Dan Slott and it's Ryan Stegman on art. And actually, and Delgado on the, the inks and maybe even the colors, I think. Um, I, I like the art. Did you like the art? Mm-hmm, I did. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Delgado on on art or on color. All right, so basically we uh, we start out seeing Spider Man, but it's really Doc Ock and Peter Parker's body. But I'm just gonna say Peter Parker. He's visiting Otto Octavius's grave, um, and all of a sudden he hears that there, there's a new Sinister Six in town and. Uh, their officers are down. So he goes to the battle. They have a battle. Pretty much it's a it's a weird Sinister Six. I don't like them. It was like Loserville. Yeah, it really was. It was, <laughs> it was Boomerang. It was a new Beetle, who I think is a, a girl. It was like the Machine Brain or something. The Big Wheel, Shocker. And who's the other dude? I don't know. I don't know who that other guy is. What other? I need to open it up. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, pick it, pick it up, open it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So anyway, he fights them. He outsmarts all of them, and uh, actually, he gets beat up for a little bit. And he's like, "Well, I'm out of here." He's like, "This isn't worth it," which was interesting because it was different character. Like Peter Parker would never do that, and the bad guys were like, "Wait a minute, was he? Where is he going? He's just stopping." So um, I thought that was interesting, but then um, he kind of gets mad. And he starts really taking it to Boomerang. And he uh, he starts to really rip him up. And says, you know, nobody's going to cross me type of thing. And so he, then he stops. And he goes back to um, Horizon Labs. He sees uh, Max Modell. And Max is saying, you know, you're developing weapons. I know they're from Spider-Man, but, you know... This isn't a weapons company. And uh, Peter Parker looks like he's taken on the persona a little bit of Dr. Otto Octavius, obviously, because it's him. But you can tell from his appearance. You can tell he's got the goggles on. He's got the white lab coat and the, and the gloves and everything. So it is a it is a distinct change, which I, I do appreciate that. But he makes a case and he says, you know, this is all groundbreaking stuff. And this is going to put Horizon on the map again. Do you really want to say no? And uh, so Max is like, okay, well, that sounds good, you know. Um, And then he gets called by uh, Mary Jane because they're going to go on the date. And he's obsessed with how she looks. 
But then he says um, he's got to go. Or actually, no, he's listening in to the uh, Sinister Six for their next move. And he's really arrogant about it. And Mary Jane is like, well, why don't you go? And he's like, no, 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 no. I I know what they're doing. That's enough. And so they go to make another heist. Spider-Man goes there. He forms this giant web and everything. He shows that he really outsmarted them by doing things ahead of time. And then basically, he... uh, he says, I get to win. He's like, all right, I give you win. He said, yes, I do. I get to win. I'm <laughs> beating the Sinister Six. And everyone is going to see it. And they'll get the message. This is what happens. And then Boomerang looks at him with giant fear in his eyes and blood coming out of his eyes. And he says, please don't. And then Spider-Man, it goes back and it shows his fingers. And he says, when you cross this Spider-Man. So basically, he's saying, you know, I haven't won ever. And finally, I get to win. And you know what? I win where Peter Parker and Spider-Man failed. Sure, he put them in jail, but he never took that extra necessary step. And then all of a sudden, uh, a white, bluish hand comes out and says no and grabs his hand and then makes him pause long enough for the police to get there. And he's like, okay, well, police, you take him away. And basically, um, Doc, Ock, in Spider-Man's body, this is going to get confusing, man. <laughs> um, he says, that's odd. I had every intention of ending that man, but my, but I stayed my hand. Why? And so Peter, the ghost of Peter can hear him because he responds. He says, that was me, Otto. You can't hear me, can you? So Otto Octavius can't hear Peter, but Peter can hear Octavius's thoughts. And he says, you don't even know I'm here. And then the last line, he says, doesn't matter. You don't get to kill. I won't let you. I don't know how, but I'm still in the fight. I am Peter Parker. And I swear I will find a way back. So, yay! Your reactions first. I really like this this issue. You liked this issue? I mean, I hate, this was stupid. I mean, why even... I'm going to read DC. <laughs> oh, I thought it was really good. What What about this issue that you like? <laughs> it was like watching a, a, TV, a television episode that ends on the cliffhanger, and you want to read the next episode. You want to watch the next episode, but you have to wait a week. <sighs> no? No, I can... I, you're right. I can see that. You know, they talked about that on the Facebook page. Scott said that about uh, Avengers Arena. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. And then when I read this, I thought the same thing. Like, this is another one where... Because after Superior Spider-Man, I mean, uh, after Amazing 700, I'm like, oh, well, this is... Like, I would still didn't know what to think of it, but you know, I'll definitely pick up the first issue, and I've always liked Amazing Spider-Man. But this one, I'm like, all right. When's the next issue? Is it tomorrow? Can we have a Thursday release? You know, what's what's going on? So I really liked it. I thought it was cool because it was a loser Sinister Six. Octopus has been on most versions of Sinister Six, and he's like, really? The, these loser towns are the ones that are, you know, sa- saying the name of my former team? No, I, I, didn't, I, so. I didn't think about that, but that's a good point. Yeah, he was just like, well, this is no way. And so I think that prompted a lot of his anger too and almost killing boomerang is you know they're just disgracing this legacy of this awesome team 
when you think of Sinister Six, you, that's kind of like, you know, Sinister Six, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, you know, Legion of Doom, like those big comic book groups. You don't think of Shocker and Boomerang and Speed Demon being on those groups. So that was kind of cool to see that. Um, I liked his interaction with Max Modell and just kind of like all the inner the inner workings of Doc Ock. I think it's really, really gives him a three dimensions as opposed to a flat character with octopus arms that a long time ago tried to marry Aunt May. And then when a movie came out, he wore a black trench coat and then he died. Like those were the significant pieces in his in that character's timeline but now this really molds him into a person that i can you know empathize not maybe empathize with but see where he's coming from follow his thought process and really see him as a true character and not just some character of the week for spider-man i can see that i can see how you can uh, you get a little insight into who he is but don't you think that they introduced peter way too fast i mean first yes. of all they set the rules within seven amazing 700 they said hey when you die you're gonna come to here to be with captain stacy gwen stacy uh uncle ben silver sable mm-hmm. you know yeah. and uh so they they kind of set the rules and then they just throw the rules out the out the window and and it says you know I, I don't know why I'm here um you don't get to kill and to me that's just a a reason why Spider-Man doesn't cross the line you know again it's a it's a reason it's giving him motivation to be a hero in 700 and then now this is giving him a reason for the readers say why doesn't he just go over the edge and kill people he always wanted to kill people you know like mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, we have to come up with a reason why he doesn't kill anybody. It's like, oh, I know, the ghost of Peter Parker. Now, my question is, is it really a ghost of Peter Parker? Or is it the reader just seeing a uh, a, a visualization of him and his body? Like, him in his mind, I mean. Like, is is he just thinking this? Is he schizophrenic and it's all in his mind? Or is he really standing there on another dimension or plane or whatever? I don't know. Well, you, I mean, if it if it was, you know, I know it showed physically they stopped his hand, but I, I want to know, was that a physical thing? Like, did he really interact with the muscles? Oh, I gotcha. Or was he, was he in his mind? Because then you could really have an argument, like, because if Peter wasn't standing there, or the ghost of Peter wasn't standing there, if he was, like, three feet away... Would he be able to get there in time to stop Spider-Man? Does he have to stick with him all the time? Like, okay, well, he's going to the bathroom, so now i got to wait outside. Yeah. Or is he constantly in his mind, and he's going to fight that urge to go over the edge and kind of mold him back, you know? Yeah, and, and that's something I've always wanted to see in comic books is characters using the bathroom. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> Mock me again. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> what? You get my point, like I absolutely get your point. Right, yeah. and 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 all that to say that yes, it makes me. I mean, I'm asking questions about their how they're going to do stuff, so obviously I'm going to keep reading it. I just thought, you know, why couldn't he? Why couldn't he say I stopped? Why did I stop? And we didn't see Peter. And then, like in 12 issues, which is going to be six months, we find out that all that time that he couldn't cross the line it was peter's consciousness coming back or like why did they why did they get rid of peter and have all this upheaval and 
two weeks later, show them again. Like, it, it seems cheap. It seems like you could have went other places with the story, but, you know, the fans were going to have such a backlash, which I don't think there was. I mean, there were stupid death threats, but those people are idiots. That was crazy. Whoever puts a death threat for Dan Slot because, oh, you change my character i mean somebody said it best on on the facebook pages as soon as amazing spider-man number two comes out peter parker is going to be back or he's going to be this if he's not back then he's going to be the exact same character like Otto octavius has then assumed everything about him every yep. aspect of his personality yep i thought this book was poor man like uh-huh. i i guess if in the next few issues, there's a real reason why he they did it this way. Then you could come back and say, "Oh, I see. He was planting seeds for this, so it was a good issue." But in and of itself, I mean, the art was good. But do you like the costume? I do. I do. It's. I know it's a little bit different, um, but I still like it. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if, because like I said, you know, Spidey is your character, man. Like. This is a big deal. I gotta be honest, man. He, I have not been super invested in him since One More Day. Mm. I mean, that's been a long time. Well, uh, well, you know, Sentry came along and you just kind of cheated on him with him and with the Sentry. You're a jerk. You did. You no, totally like, sold Peter Parker out for Sentry. I saw. Like, <laughs> Bob, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that's why you have nothing to say <laughs> i don't want to talk about this anymore <laughs> okay what happened to bob he died what'd you say what happened to bob he died your favorite characters they just die <laughs> i know they killed him he's gonna be back he's gonna be back you know what it makes me sad that bendis is on the x-men because he's not gonna come back soon you never know he could come join the century could join the x-men why are you laughing when you say that because it could happen <laughs> You know right, it. Let's, are we done with this? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I, I'm glad that you thought it was awesome. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's listen to Kevin, his his voicemail. Let's uh, let's get off this topic. All right. Hey, this guys, this is Kevin. I uh, got a question for you. Um, apart from Tina Turner, who would y'all like to see now swap bodies with Mary Jane Watson? All right, guys. Can't wait to hear the broadcast. Later. All right. You go first. All right. So Kevin wants to know who would like to switch bodies with Mary Jane. So I'm assuming this would be who would want to switch bodies with Mary Jane that would be dating Dr. Octopus in Peter Parker's body. Yes? Uh, uh, Well, let's answer it both ways. Okay. Um, If I were to pick someone to switch bodies, Switch bodies with Mary Jane. Switch minds with Mary Jane while dating Dr. Octopus in Peter Parker's body. I want that to be Aunt May. I was going to pick Aunt May. Oh, you still can. It's, that's, that's, when you think about it, though, that's pretty disgusting. Well, oh. If they kiss. I didn't even think of that part. I was going with because they were used to be engaged. Right. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought about that. But then I was like, oh, that's kind of gross. If they kiss, it's Aunt May kissing Peter, and neither of them know it. That's, uh. Well, Aunt May would know it. She knows that she's in Mary Jane's body, and her nephew is after her. <laughs> oh, it's so gross, man. we got to pick somebody else. Okay. Um, so that one. But if it's just 
Peter Parker in Peter Parker's body, uh, I think I would switch Rocket Raccoon. Why? Because <laughs> I just uh, Rocket Raccoon or Duke probably. Why do you Why do you not take these questions seriously? Oh my! Are you Are you getting attitudinal with me? Attitudinal? Attitudinal? I I think it was because I didn't really think this one out, so I was just trying to go off the wall. You're 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 full of sass. Nobody's gonna want to call in if we don't give if we don't give good answers. No, they they come to me for the humor, and they come to you for the, you know, you know. <laughs> the you know you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, probably like Black Cat. I think would be interesting. Felicia I, Hardy. That's a good that's a good pick. Yeah, that would be interesting. Or maybe if we're doing dead people, Gwen. Um, that would that would that would tear my heart out. Oh, why? I don't want Gwen to come back to be in love because she looks like Mary Jane, or you know, that's. But wouldn't that make Peter's mind go crazy? Oh uh, well, I mean, if he knew it, yeah. I mean, that could be some. And then Gwen's like, I don't know. Does he love me for me, or does he love me for Mary Jane's body? <laughs> Or maybe I know Doctor Octopus. <laughs> Why not? Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Um, I would have to say Ms. Marvel. I knew you were gonna say that. Did you really? I did, because that's why I didn't say it. Because I know that you really like that. I think that yeah, I think that that would be cool. Like you could have a little bit of dynamic, and then she doesn't have powers, and then she would actually really get to know him. Uh, that'd be that'd be cool. I mean, I I thought about Tigra, but no. It's not the same if she doesn't have that furry tail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, yeah, what, I, yeah I know what you mean, yeah. Did did that relationship just kind of fizzle out? Yeah. Did, before it even started? Yeah, well, I mean, it was Brian Reed was driving it, and he never had really creative control over the two characters at one time. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, I know David Hopkins. He just uh, on Hideous Energy. He just said he tried to read the the Ms. Marvel series, and um, he said he couldn't. But I really liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Which one? The the Brian Reed Ms. Marvel series. Is that the mo- that was that the first the one with her black costume or the one with the, she's like got the mullet hairdo thingy? It was before Mighty Avengers with Bendis. It's not gotcha. the. It's not the one now with Kelly Sudakonic. Yeah, the black, the black leotard with the lightning bolt. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the best, man. I, I liked, I liked parts of it. The, the stuff now, the art is good, but the story is like, what's going on? This is ridiculous. I can't get past the hair. I know, and she wears a mask, and even in the book though, her hair doesn't look like that. It's just on the covers. Really. Well, for the most part, yeah. Like sometimes they know that the fans don't like it, so they kind of they kind of draw it longer and they make comments about it and like, "What's going on with your hair? I'm still working it out." That's what they. No. <laughs> yeah, that was in. I think that was in uh, Avengers Assemble. Yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, which that's a good book, and it's the same same writer. I just hit and misses. Some people are good with stuff. Some they're not. Ah, it's too bad. Too bad, really. All right, well, Kevin, I hope that satisfies your curiosity on that one. Um, shall we? Shall we go to the meat of this episode? Mm. Yes. 
special report. Okay, man. It's the 2012 awards. Um, and I think, uh, how you want to do it? Did you have any questions about these? No, the first few are about um, kind of the Marvel Now stuff, and then the the last like twelve are about the previous year, right? Yeah, we we had um, yeah we had a couple uh, f- fans listeners uh, ask us about the Marvel Now stuff, so I thought that that would that's something we had to do. We had uh, one oh we had one that just came in from Aaron Chappelle, uh, which Now title will be canceled first? You want to answer that? That was a that was a I guess that's a listener question. That's not a 2012 award. So you're asking me which one is going to get canceled first? Yeah, what you think? Um, Superior Spider-Man. No. Um. Gosh, which one's going to get canceled first? Probably Morbius. You think so? Well, that's a that's yeah. You might be right. I know it's not out, but really. <laughs> No, the first didn't the first issue come out? I thought Morbius came out next. Did it come out yesterday? I haven't read it. If it did, well, maybe it did come out yesterday. I thought it came out next Wednesday, but yeah, I guess I bet you're right because we were talking about the cover. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say probably X Men Legacy. Really, you think it's gonna get canceled? Well, I don't know. It's tough because it's it's so bad. Yeah. But they've had X Men Legacy for so long. But with the renumbering, anything could go. Really. Yeah, well, I, I think it's an awful, awful, hideous, deplorable title. But I think because it has X-M-E-N in front of it, I think it's going to have a little bit of a longer shelf life than something like Morbius that doesn't say Spider-Man Presents Morbius. Yeah. But I don't know. I get, We'll find out. You know what? It's pr- if Morbius is a good guess, though. That might not last at all. All right, well, on to the awards. How about this? How about you pick one and I pick one, and uh, we'll just keep going and, and knock them all out. So, All right, so the award from Jared for worst Marvel Now title, X-Men Legacy. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, we need some music. I'm guessing that this is also um, the same award that you're giving? Yes, it is. Excellent guess. X-Men Legacy is the worst Marvel Now title that and it was close man did you have any runners up no what do you have uh deadpool do you know ain't nobody got time for that (laughs) i ain't ain't even picking that a book up well i read the first one and i was like oh my goodness but see i've only read the first one of x-men legacy i might have read two issues i can't remember um it's pretty bad yep so, sadly, uh, well, I mean, that's one of the only ones we're probably going to agree on here. You think? Really? Well, let's see. All right, let's next one. Best Marvel Now title. And the award goes to Thor, God of Thunder. Ooh, really? Why? Um, I think it's got great art. I think the story is intriguing. Um, you see character development. It's a good tale that keeps you on the edge of your seat, and you want to um, you want to keep coming back. And really, almost everything is up for grabs the way he's telling the story. Well, you told me last episode I need to wa- let, read it. So it's, I guess I will. It's good, man. 
I will read it. Okay, so that as as a surprise, then that's not your mm-hmm. your best one. Oh no, my best Marvel Now title is Avengers Arena. Really, it's very good. <laughs> I think. Lay it on me. What you think? Um, oh, I just dropped my computer. <laughs> um, you so okay? That, yeah. <laughs> I I moved upstairs. Jennifer just got home. Um. Uh, it's like Hunger Games, which I hated, um, because it was, they were like, the children were killing children, and you could see it on video, like, in front of you in 3D. Right. But in the comic book, I can't see it. <laughs> it's just a drawing <laughs> about characters I don't care about. So, because I think the Hunger Games has a great premise, maybe if they were adults or something, but kids killing kids. It just didn't sit right with me. Jennifer and I are watching Hunger Games and we're crying and I'm like, ah! But this is really interesting and I love Arcade. Arcade has always been one of my favorite villains ever. And so for him to just get like the most loserist, not most, because they're like Dark Hawk and X-23, but other than that, like these throwaway characters, put them in an arena and have them just go at it, it's good. So you think not, not that it's, uh, is it the one you like the most, or is it the best one? Out of the the relaunched now titles, is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, I think all new X Men's pretty good as well, but I think Avengers. Are, I think I'm giving it the best title because it just kind of fills such a niche that wasn't there before. Because like Avengers Academy, nobody cared. But this takes those characters and puts them in a whole new... It's just like nothing else out there, you know? How X-Men Legacy is like nothing else out there, but no one cares. And Avengers Arena is like nothing else out there, too, but it's very intriguing. Isn't it interesting, though, how that's a book that nothing else is like out there, but it's a premise very similar to other stuff that's... uh that Like other forms of media that are out there? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you can probably only do so many, you know, of those. Well, I, and and the only way that makes this work is that he did already say in the first issue that, oh, yeah, we, I, I'm aware of the other stuff. You know, because he said Arcade <laughs> arcade read the books, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, which I thought was a good move. It was kind of a classy move. He's like, yeah, 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 I know. I can do this better. Yeah, I like that Marvel's like, yeah, we totally understand we're ripping this off. Right, except and it, instead of the whole adjectiveless X Men going with the Twilight stuff for a while. Yeah, they're like, this is just a great time to bring Dracula back. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, uh, your turn. All right, and the award for a series that should have been canceled: X Men Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, that should have been canceled before the reboot? I mean, no, that was canceled, man. And then they re- renumbered it. Oh, well, I don't count that as being canceled then if you just call it's the same title with the new number 1. No, but this uh we should have talked about this ahead of time. Oh. Series that should have been canceled like and 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 renumbered but wasn't renumbered. Uh so what did you pick? I picked Journey in the Mystery. Oh, Scott is going to be mad. <laughs> I, thought, oh. 
I thought that. Uh, I actually did think about that. But here's my reasoning, though. Not that it's a bad book. I know he is very attached to the numbering. <laughs> I thought about this and what I was going to say to him. Uh, <laughs> not that it, the book should be canceled, but now is a good time for such an underrated book to be brought to the forefront. Mm. You know, like all these books that aren't renumbered, that aren't part of the Marvel now, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, okay, right, right, right. That's my mainstay, but I want to know what's happening with Marvel now. What's the new direction? So I think that if the book was that underrated and hardly anybody liked it, and, you know, I'm taking into consideration Scott felt so, like, strongly about this book that if they canceled it and renumbered it, then I think it might get some of the the attention that it's due. Gotcha. So you feel it should have been canceled so it could get restarted? Yes. Gotcha. Right. Oh, okay. I mean, they, they canceled they canceled Amazing with the numbering. They canceled Uncanny with the numbering and everything, you know, however long ago, 20, 20 issues ago. Um, they're not married to this numbering system, so why keep Journey into Mystery that high? I have no idea. Yeah, that is very interesting. Whether it, I, I don't know either. So, I don't know, boo boo. Would you <laughs> would you change yours? Or are you gonna stick with the X Men Legacy? Um, I probably would change it, but I can't think off the top of my head right now. Yeah, this was kind of it was kind of tough to to think about all the issues, single issues, and all that stuff. Yeah, like I I went back through and looked at some old floppies I had, but you know when there were they're literally like you know six hundred issues of comic books that came out last year from Marvel, right? You know. Or, or more, probably more. <laughs> but uh, so I just typed in solicits, you know, from various months online and would look at stuff to try and come up with. Because it's hard to jog your memory about stuff that happened in January of last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's say I, I read, I probably read 15 titles a week, maybe, and then f- times 52. I mean, that's a lot of books. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Uh, series that should not have been canceled. So I'm very interested in in your answer for this. But series that what I meant by this was series that got canceled and renumbered that really had no reason to do so. Ugh. Well, I answered it wrong then. <laughs> but still, I still I think that I think that yours is still gonna be good. I said Captain America mm. because I. I think that because they canceled it and they renumbered it, they went a totally wacko direction with the thing. And I would have liked to have seen it. I mean, it probably fits. It's probably good that they canceled it and renumbered it for what they're doing with the book. But I don't think it should have been. I don't think that they should have went in this crazy new Remender Dimension Z uh, direction. Um, I, I would have liked to have had a new writer come aboard and try to do what Brubaker was doing with the book. Oh, so you're talking like direction. It needs a new direction. Right. It, it shouldn't have been canceled. Instead, have somebody follow Brubaker and follow the same direction he was going. See, when it was canceled and renumbered, then they switched directions. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. Because I'm almost like, it's such a huge right turn down crazy land from what you know, Brubaker was doing that it 
I feel like it does need a number one. Oh no, I I agree with that. It's in my preference is that they didn't do that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so we're I mean we're saying the same thing on that. Yeah, same difference. <laughs> right. Which I hate. Okay. <laughs> um. Well then, I guess mine's a little different. I picked X Men by Brian Wood with Storm's team and the proto mutant stuff. They didn't cancel that. Yeah, they did. Did they really? Last issue comes out this month. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, and that was like awesome title, and it's not coming back. But we did find out just two days ago in the new one of the new Marvel teasers that um, Oliver Koi, Koipel, is that right? Koipel, yeah, yeah. And Brian Wood are going to be writing a new series, and the hint was XX. And it had some DNA strands by it. Now, I am all excited about his art. Oh, yeah. And and Brian Wood's a pretty good writer. He's not my favorite, but he's pretty good. Now, they so, haven't... But but it wasn't Brian Wood the last couple issues with uh, Domino and Daredevil, right? Just Yeah, just those two. Okay. All right. Was that the last issue, or is Brian Wood going to follow it up this month with the last issue? Yeah. There, there's another issue coming. They're going to close this baby out. Huh. Huh. Okay, all right. That's what I went with. I think that's a good one because yeah, I think you're right. They should, probably shouldn't have canceled that because it's totally, it's totally separate from all the other books. Yeah. All right, oh. shot man. Best sleeper title for 2012, X Men. I know I just picked that one, but I picked that because when you look at the, you know, all the X titles were with AVX and all this stuff, not X Men. It was just its own little corner pocket of the X-Men universe. And I thought it was a self-contained... The stories were self-contained. They didn't really affect much of the other X-Men part of the universe. Their sales were, you know, much farther down. They were never in the the top 10 or top 20 or 30. You know, they were always way far down. Um, It was just kind of like the... It was almost kind of like Astonishing X-Men. You know, except Astonishing X-Men sucked. (laughs) And uh, it was just... I thought it was a great read. I thought the art was good. So that's my best sleeper title. Um, my best sleeper title is Avengers Arena. Now, oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. It is. It is a good read. I yeah. I am loving that book. It's it's like somewhat under the radar. It's not as much now because um, because it's it's so good. People are paying attention, but. Um, when they started it and when, you know, everybody was like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe that they're doing this stupid hunger games, battle Royale thing, survivor. But man, it is good. It makes me want to go back and read Avengers Academy. Really? Yeah. Cause people said that book was great. And it said that that had a lot of, that, that was the book for, you know, if you, if you wanted to get the characterization of the teen lives and stuff like that, which I know you hate. (laughs) <laughs> I hate teenagers. I hate teenage angst <laughs> and their lives. Oh, and their lies. Judge Judy hates them too. I said lives, but yes, their lies. Yes. I know you said lives. I said and lies too. Oh well, I'm I'm glad we're skyping. Do you know how a teenager's when a teenager's lying? If their mouth is moving. <laughs> you you watch way too much Judge Judy. <laughs> she says it all the time. You're like Andy. We need to write this down. We're gonna end up on Judge Judy. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I think I would almost go the opposite 
Andy, and I wouldn't want to go back and read those um, those Avengers Academy issues because then I think I might get tied to the characters. Where now they're all just dying, so I'm not really tied into them, you know? You and I read so differently. <laughs> what do I care about if they die? Why do I care about the title if I don't care if they die or not? Well, because it's interesting to see how they die. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that's a good question, I guess. Okay. All right. And actually, the art on that's pretty good, too. It is, yeah. Do, have you ever been a big fan of Arcade? Uh, No, The my only limited experience with him is, is uh, the only game in town story arc of X Factor, and I thought it was dumb. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know that much about him. Well, I'm telling you, I told you a long time ago, you need to pick up the Uncanny X-Men Omnibus. Oh, hey, did I ever thank you for those books you sent me? Uh, you sent me a text, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Well, thank you for that. I gotta, I'm gotta, i going to pepper them throughout my uh, reading list throughout the weeks. Is, is there an order? Should I should I really pay attention to an order? Or No, just... I don't think they'll – I don't know that they'll even make any sense to you because they're so – it's just like here's an ep- issue, here's an... – for the listeners, what I did is the past few, you know, four, five, six months, as I've been going to conventions and comic shops and stuff, I've been kind of cherry picking some of my favorite issues of all time, and just so that Andy can kind of read some of my old school stuff because most of them are from the '90s and um, they're like series that you know aren't reprinted or whatever. And I don't think Andy ever would get to read them otherwise. So that's probably true. I mean, there's like issues. Extinction Song Addendum in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, this must be really great. <laughs> And even one I couldn't find, Uncanny X-Men 325. I could not find it anywhere, so I just sent you my copy. <laughs> you sent me your copy? Yeah, but Gem City Comic Con is coming up in March, so I'll get one there. Okay, all right. Well, I'll, you know, if not, I can send it back. Just let me know. No, no. But it's just like a defining moment for Storm, and I, I could probably read that issue once a month and not get bored. <laughs> okay, uh, next one. Best title. So this is the best comic series of 2012. Yes. Okay. Punisher. Whoa, 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 whoa. Talk to me. It was consistently uh, an interesting story, a good character development, uh, 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 an interesting take, a different take on Frank. Um, It had consistently... Good art, solid writing. All around, out of all the titles I read, I always looked forward to that, and it almost didn't matter what was happening in the story because it was always good. Really? Yeah, so I know that's that comes from as a surprise, but if you take into consideration everything working together, best title for 2012 was Greg Rucka's Punisher. Not believe a lot of stuff that you tell me. What was that? Did it come through? <laughs> it came through here, but I don't think it showed up on the recording. Oh, okay, bummer. Well, we don't really talk about that. Maybe we should talk about some of you know this Punisher series sometime. It got canceled, man. Oh, what said? Yeah, right now it's in Punisher uh, Warzone, which oh, is... is that when he's like in space? An alternate continuity fighting Avengers and stuff? No, 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 oh. no. You haven't been reading Punisher Warzone? What? 
I thought I, I thought it, I picked up two it issues. Was, it's Punisher and then a follow-up miniseries of five comics, Punisher Warzone, and it's basically the Avengers finally saying, we, we got to take Frank Castle out. This is ridiculous. You know, we've allowed this to go on way too long. And so they're after him, and Wolverine in number two goes to Frank and says, hey, man, you got to get out of here. And he says, I understand what you do, but they don't, and they're going to come for you. Now, see, I thought I guess I thought that was out of continuity. I picked up the books, but I haven't read them. Oh, no, it's in continuity. It's really good. And actually, it's an interesting backstory with what happened with Greg Rucka. You know how Punisher is on the uh, Daniel Way title Thunderbolts? Yes. Okay, so Rucka was doing this, and he had a, I think he had a larger plan, and they pretty much said, okay, well, you can't write this story anymore because we're going to put him on a team, and that's going to that's gonna be where his character grows. And he was like, wait a minute, you're taking away my character that I've been writing? And uh, they said, yeah, yeah, he's going to be on the team. He's going to be on the Thunderbolts team. And so left a really bad taste in Rucka's mouth. And he he has done interviews where he's like, I'm not working for, you know, for a long time. I'm not working for Marvel. I'm not working for DC because of how they treat their creators when they get a vested interest in a character and they, they grow with them and everything. Whoa, I did had no idea. Yeah, this was, uh, it was news probably three months ago. Wow. Maybe longer than that. Huh. But, I mean, that's Marvel editorial. I mean, they're in it to sell books. Daniel Way and Punisher having him on the Thunderbolt team, that's going to sell books, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and it was it was a good read. I enjoyed the first two issues. Uh, I, I, if I had to choose, I would rather have Rucko's Punisher. But, you know, what can you do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, what's yours? Best title, 2012. Um, my best title is again X Men. <laughs> Why? Did you read it? Oh, I read it, but I want you to explain it to the listeners because okay. I think I could guess why you said. No, I'm it. just asking if you read it because, like Punisher, I didn't read it, so I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I read it. I I wasn't overall impressed, but I think I mean, but I know you have reasons why. Well, I think it was the best. Um. Part, well, I mean, it had nothing to do with AVX, so it didn't have a bunch of creator mandates to it. Um, I think Brian Wood had a really good grasp on Colossus, Psylocke, and Storm more than... I mean, you know, Domino and Pixie and Warpath or whoever, where they were all in there and stuff. But those three are, you know, those are some characters that maybe haven't been... You know, they're not the Wolverines or Spider-Mans or Captain Americas of the Marvel Universe, but they're still very important characters. I think he just had a really good grasp on them. And by this title not being tied to, um, you know, Psylocke's involvement in X-Force and Storm being married to Black Panther and, uh, you know, Colossus and Magic's fighting, none of that stuff. It was just a really good, to me, old-fashioned X-Men read. Um, But like I said, Brian Wood really, it was almost like the old Claremont characters were back. I really liked how... You know, when Uncanny X-Men number one first started um, in 2011 with Cyclops Extinction Team, in the first issue, they went around the table um, and Storm said, you know, everyone here except Hope and myself have been looked at as villains in the past. Storm was the only one. And she's like, you know, I'm staying here with you to keep you in check. 
to not because I agree with what you're doing, but to make sure that y'all don't lose your mind because then I'll take you down. And she said that, but then nothing was ever followed up upon it. So this title, though, sees Storm and her taking a team of people off the grid, going against what Cyclops does, lying to him, doing what she needs to do, getting her fingers dirty. Um, and it also, you know, because she does this, it causes problems with, you know, her best friend on the team in Colossus. Um, and then forms new allegiances with friends that maybe she wasn't as tight with, like Psylocke. And then you see characters Domino and Pixie in the middle, all while trying to deal with this threat of new mutants and cloning and all kinds of stuff. So for me, it was it's not just because Storm was the star of this series, but for a variety of different reasons. It was just an encapsulating really good title and a really good read. Hmm. There were some good arguments for it. So that's why I picked that. <laughs> Have you liked the last two issues with Daredevil and Domino? Uh, they they were okay. They didn't really. I mean, they could have. They were just one offs, you know. Yeah. But All right. I, I want to see it close up. I want to see the bow that they put on it. See, I like. There was good characterization in that, but that wasn't enough to carry me through the story. I really didn't enjoy the story. Yeah, that's what a lot of people said. They're like, oh, a new version of mutants, whatever. That's fine. For me, it was so much back to old school characterization as opposed to, you know, Cyclops, Emma Frost, and then these other people on the island. Right. You know? Well, I, th- I do appreciate that kind of storytelling. So. Which is oh, weird I- that you like Avengers Arena so much when that's like the total opposite of your best title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm just... I'm the most interesting man in the world. Well, you are to me, of course. <laughs> oh, best artist. I'm going to go with Carlos Pacheco. Pacheco, Pacheco. He drew Uncanny X-Men. Really? He really did. Really? I I think I'm I'm still, like, have a bromance with him from the 90s. <laughs> to see him and then he disappeared for so long and then he showed back up on like one of my favorite titles with my favorite characters how do you spell it p-a-c-h-e-c-o okay let's look at this i like how he draws i think he draws some good strong women and it's like his heart he's a good guy all right all right let me see here you're doing a Google image search? I am. Pacheco and Townsend. That looks good. Oh, Townsend can ink like nobody's business. That is true. Oh, wow. Here's a ultimate that Pacheco did. That looks good. Yeah, man, he's talented. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Oh, well, okay. I agree that he is good, just so you know. Oh, no, I mean about yours. Who's yes. Uh, I picked David Aja. Uh, huh? Do you know who that is? Uh, no. Okay. He's the artist on Hawkeye. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my word. Do you... <laughs> How do you spell him? Maybe he drove something good. David A-J-A, Aja. No? What? 
No. <laughs> I mean, it's your pick, but you just have bad taste. <laughs> no, you, don't, you don't like it at all? No. 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 What is that? What's all that about? Dude, he's really good, man. Well, I respect your opinion. <laughs> Do you? Because it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about it? Because it's so different? I like that. I think he's the best artist because he his storytelling through um, what he does is clear. Like, he... Um, if you look, if you read some of the Hawkeye titles, um, not not issues four and five because that wasn't him, but if you look at Hawkeye and you look at um, what the dialogue is and then what's happening on the page, it tells like two different stories and it emphasizes exactly um, exactly the the essence of the story happening behind the text. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah. a pretty picture that goes along with the words, but it's almost the entire story. And then the words are something to help, you know, people who are blind. Yeah. I mean, remember when Jackie and Jennifer reviewed Hawkeye number one, Jackie saw a lot of that stuff that Jennifer, I just didn't put together. Well, I, I, I think he hasn't done too much this year, but I, I think giving him, Four issues on a monthly book, I, I a quarter of a year, I think I can give it to him. You know, like I felt bad because he hasn't done that much this year that I know of that's Marvel, but um, his stuff just so sticks out to me. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a different style. Did you look up Hawkeye, David Aja? Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at Carlos's work. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. Well, he was also on. Uh, David Aja was also on um, Iron Fist, Immortal Iron Fist, when um, when Fraction was on the book. So yeah, they've so worked together before. It looks good, man. I love it. Yeah, it's definitely different. It's definitely yes, it's definitely different. Well, it's kind of like you know, Chris Bacallo. Every a lot of people like him, but it's definitely different. Yes. Yep. You're right. All right. All right. All right. Right. All right. Best writer. Now, I went with who I overall thought is actually the best writer, not who I like the most. <laughs> Are you just trying to quantify your answer so that mine don't make sense? No, 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 no. no that's, that sounds like I'm being mean. I'm trying to say, because you're going to say, wait a minute, your best artist and your best writer weren't on your best title. Oh, okay. So... I'm saying I took them. I did overall best title, and then I took them separately: best artist, best writer. I think the best writer for 2012 was Jonathan Hickman. Okay, why do you say this? Uh, I think the way he tells a story um, and how he he wraps everything together. If you look at Fantastic Four and you look at FF and how they intertwine, and this is before Matt Fraction's writing, obviously, and the story they're telling. Uh, he can do one-off issues, but he can tie everything off together. So you can buy a book, still have a story, but then have a macro story happening at the same time and not be lost necessarily in the smaller issue. That's what I feel. I know a lot of people do complain that they're lost because they have no... But he gives that sense that this is a bigger story. I'm telling this small story, but it's a bigger story as well. And I think how he crafts things... 
uh, it really sticks out. And if you want to even throw in there the Avengers uh, 1 and 2 from Marvel now, I think that those are great. I love how he world builds and he kind of puts together the mythos um, and lays down the the rules of what he's going to write for the reader uh, and then explores within those rules and and makes you kind of guess where he's going to break the rules. Mm. Well, that's a good pick then. Well, it's very thought out. Thank you, sir. Hmm. Well, you, I think you're going to get a lot of comments on that. This Hickman is, for a lot of people, is a love or hate him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can understand that. Especially that Scott. He doesn't like Hickman? No. He was posting about that this week. Oh. Oh, Scott. Yeah, one of the questions on the Facebook page was, why does Scott hate Marvel now? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who wrote that? Like, that's a question for us to answer? Yeah, they posted it on the Facebook page. <laughs> I, I asked if they called it in, but they said no. Who was that? Who posted it? I think it was Brad. Okay. I'll have to pull it up. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they were kind of going at it, but it was all in good fun, so that was good. <laughs> You know, Scott still Um, writes over there. He writes for uh, comic books, and he does all the bullet reviews and everything. So he has to read a lot. I just don't think he's happy about it. Oh, it wasn't Brad. It was Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mine, I'm going to go with Brian Wood. (laughs) And I kind of already explained it. I could have guessed that. All right, best new type. Wait, 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 wait. Did you like him on the uh, the uh, Wolverine, the X-Men, um, Alpha and Omega? I just realized this week that he wrote that, and I never read that. So I'm going to. Oh, you didn't read it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. You might like it. It was kind of strange, but, you know. Because I don't really like Kid Omega very much, so I remember when that came out, I was like, eh. Just a miniseries probably will affect nothing. But then this week I was reading something and how it involves um, Marvel Girl, and I really like her, so I think I'll pick it. And now I know that Brian Wood writes it, so I'm going to be reading it. Mm-hmm. Has Marvel Girl in it? Like, she's not a main character, but they said there was some, some development in there with her. I thought it was more Kitty Pride than Jean. Marvel Girl is Jean Grey, right? No, Rachel Summers, Marvel Girl. Oh, oh, oh. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <clears throat> All right, go for it. Okay. Best new title. I couldn't think of too many new titles that came out prior to, I mean, you know, after January 1st. That weren't Marvel Now titles? Yeah. So I came up with Avengers Assemble. Oh. Because I think. I, I mean, I hear the the criticisms, and I have the same criticisms about the title, but I think if I just read it as a standalone, like if I'm coming out of a movie theater and I read that the, that title as a standalone, it's good. Dude, that is that is that was my backup for biggest letdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I quantified it, though. Like, yes. Not as a somebody since they've been reading comic books since 1992. Is that the best? Gosh, that's 20 years. Uh, that is not, you know, a, it's got a lot of issues. But as a standalone six issues, I picked that up in a trade paperback as where I 
see Avengers or Thor, or Captain America or something, that's what I go to. It's got great art by Bagley, a story with characters that I don't have to know about everything. Uh, and it closes it up in issue six, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty disappointed with it, though. What is your best new title? Best new title? Hawkeye. Oh, there you go. Yep. I really am, am enjoying that title. It's it's really good. I was yeah. I was disappointed with the art with number four and five, but it was a different artist. And uh, issues one, two, three, and four. No, no, up. no, no. I wasn't. <laughs> you're just a jerk <laughs> you always text me I'm like do you have my name saved in your phone as jerk <laughs> if you would stop saying jerky things <laughs> well you just wait we're not finished with the podcast oh no I know I know I can't <laughs> wait till our top 10 characters to watch oh gosh I forgot about that what I know I didn't realize I was like, man, we're going to be done. I had a pretty decent time. Nope. No, nope. no not even close. <laughs> All right. Uh, worst title is Astonishing X-Men. Mm. Now, I have to, I do have to say, this is the worst title that I've read. So I haven't read... I haven't been reading Dark Avengers. I haven't been reading um, Extreme X-Men. And I haven't been reading Age of Apocalypse. So I don't know. Okay. So, but Astonishing X-Men, man, it's the same thing over and over and over again. I didn't know you were even reading it. Man, I, yeah, yeah. I read five issues last week because I was that far behind. Mm. And it was just like, okay. (laughs) You know, like, I get it. They're married. They love each other. They're having a hard time. How (laughs) long is this going to last? And why do I have to keep paying $3.99 per issue for this? Oh, my goodness. Well, mine was one that you've not read. That would be Age of Apocalypse. That, have, have you been reading that? I couldn't finish. I made it to issue five, I think. And it's just I don't care about it. it. It's awful. It's not the Age of Apocalypse. It's a bunch of human characters with some guns living in the world that has nothing to do with the original Age of Apocalypse, you know? Yeah, what you read X Force where that r- world was kind of showcased, right? Yeah, and that was that was fine. There were just like three or four characters. We had Blob and Iceman and Nightcrawler come over. That's cool. I can deal with that. Whatever. But a whole world of called Age of Apocalypse and Apocalypse is even in it. Give me a break. I uh I think I made it to issue three, and I thought that the writing was okay. The art was pretty interesting, but. I was like, well, this has nothing to do with anything else. And just because on the cover page, I mean, issue 11 came out, what, yesterday? And on the cover page, it still says, from the pages of X-Force. I mean, if you got to tell people that much, hey, it's still kind of important. (laughs) Like, you know, and oh, this kills me, man. There's going to be a a crossover event with Age of Apocalypse, Extreme X-Men, and Astonishing X-Men. Because those are the loserest X-Men titles, and they think if they put them together, people buy it. Right, and so now now I'm faced with a decision, okay? Do I just read Astonishing and keep going with that, or do I read all the issues in the series and to know what's going on? Do I have to go back and read all the series, or do I just give up and not read Astonishing? That one. (laughs) C. Number C. Whichever one the last one was. 
I don't know. It kills me to it kills me to drop a title. It really does. But I think if you pick up Extreme X Men, you'll say, "What in the world is this?" Have you read any of them? I flipped through issue one. I could not even read it. Okay, I haven't. I haven't even picked them up. And I love Dazzler. Love Dazzler, but I can't read that crap. No. I and Nobody that's time for that. It's Greg Pak and. I've said it before. He he is he is tight storytelling, but I just don't care about his stuff. I mean, how many issues of Hercules did we have to read? You know. There you go. There you go. Preach it, brother. Oh, it was terrible. All right. This is this my turn? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Best issue for the whole year. Whew. That's a lot. It is. It was tough, man. Oh my! I was almost just kind of like throw my issues up in the air and pick one i like you know because oh it was really tough but i went with wolverine and the x-men issue 17 the dupe issue you like i forgot you like that one i thought you liked that one. Oh, i do i do and that's what made me think that you didn't <laughs> andy likes this i gotta find something else no no um like i said you know literally hundreds and hundreds of issues that we've read last year um, but I picked that one because it was so, it stands out because it's so different, you know? I agree. That's a, that's a great choice, man. It was so different and, um, going back and rereading it, it really made me laugh, but also I really thought it was cool how much dupe did that no one else knew. And then when he passes out at the end, I thought it was really cool. Now, did you go back and translate what dupe said or no? No, did you? Uh, I haven't gotten around to it yet. I, that's all my things to do. <clears throat> gotcha. And when when are you gonna do that? Did you just go into like a a, a tunnel? Sorry, I went in another room. Oh. Is it bad? Well, now you talk it's, now. Now it's bad. Oh, okay. Keep talking. Okay. Hello. You can't do this and go to the bathroom, man. I'm not. Okay. I walked in the other room. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right, so yeah, that was a good choice, man. It was uh, uh, I was choosing between that one and Uncanny X Men number nineteen and uh, AVX number twelve. I couldn't, I couldn't get there. You know what I mean? So I think I I finally landed on FF number twenty three. Oh no, see, I didn't read that. Um, it's a great issue where the clone of Bentley, who's what the wizard. Do you, do you know? No, I don't even know, but no, Bentley or Wizard. Okay, Bentley is a clone of the Wizard, and he's like he's like nine years old, I think. Maybe seven? Yeah, I think he's seven. And uh, he goes and sees the Wizard, who is now in jail because the Fantastic Four have you know captured him because he, he set up an island for AIM. And, um, you know, the Wizard's kind of crazy, and so uh, Hickman emphasizes... Um, he kind of emphasizes how he's mentally unstable and how he needs help. And so Bentley goes in and talks to him and he's, he's like, here's your helmet. They thought it would be good for you to have something familiar to hold on to, to keep you grounded. And, uh, the wizard's like, no, this is your helmet. You put it on. We're the same person and this is what you're going to become. And like right there, Bentley's faced with a choice, you know? And uh, is he is he gonna grow up to be who he wants, who he is destined to be, or is he gonna grow up to be who he wants to be? 
you know, and it's kind of like that kid apocalypse thing that um, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it, it's it was sort of like that. It was it's it's a uh, more background character than kid apocalypse. Um, but he goes off and he just kicks him right in the right in the crotch, man. The kid, which I wasn't a huge fan of that, but it makes sense that that's what this kind of kid would do. But really clenched the issue for me um, is that the last page, he's sitting there and I think he's holding, he, he they're standing and there's a sunset and I think he's holding hands with um, Valeria and who is, you know, the fa- Reed and Susan's daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, he turns to her, and she's the one that, like, really encouraged him to be his own person. And you don't have to be like that, you know. And uh, he turns to her, and he says, I think I love you. And she says, I'm three. And (laughs) he says, don't ruin this for me. (laughs) And I just thought it was – the humor was right on, but it was so sweet that, you know, this – it doesn't – it doesn't matter your age, you know, because she's super smart and super mature – but whoever whoever pushes you on to be a better person and to choose right and 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 be that person yourself, uh, yeah, you're naturally drawn to you know the people who show you that they care and and make you strive to be better. It, it was great. It really struck a chord with me. It was really cute. Um, I could read it to the kids, even though it was an, an adult title. It had nothing offensive in it, so it was it was good. Now, did you read it to the kids? I don't think I read that one. No. So you read comics to the kids? Sometimes, yeah. We just we just read uh, the other night. We did Amazing Spider-Man Volume Two, Number Thirty, with Moreland, first appearance of Moreland. Now, so do you just sit the three of them down and go, like you know, panel by panel, or what? Yeah, kind of. Like, um, well, first of all, I ask them if they want to read Spider-Man and or want to read comics and half the time they say yes so then i go get it we sit them down where everybody can see and basically i i read in different tones and read different accents and voices but i point to the panel we're at gotcha you know and then they can kind of see you know and their eyes are wide and i i think that they're imagining it you know in their head and that's what i like that is awesome that's so cool yeah we did the whole first trade of um ultimate spider-man like that and dude Deidre just started breaking down as soon as she soon as she realized that um Uncle Ben got shot kind of oh. because of what Peter did like she lost it like oh, she turned oh. to me and she was like because of him he didn't stop it and I was like yeah I know it's so sad and she just went she busted out and I had to give her hugs the other two they knew he got shot but they didn't put together like okay he got shot and now Peter feels this responsibility because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He didn't do the right thing. So, That's yeah, awesome. it's it's a lot of fun. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Biggest letdown. I told you my backup was Avengers Assemble. <laughs> um, I have to say, man, Winter Soldier. Oh. It was... Uh, it was just like uh, the it took on the mantle of what Captain America was before it got renumbered, right? 
and um, it was supposed to be the spy book. When Captain America got renumbered and started back at number one, it brought in a lot of villains from old, old Captain America books, which was good, and you could see that there was a change in the tone and a change in the direction. And so this kind of filled the void of um, your regular spy title that Marvel has been putting out for years because of Brubaker. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Brubaker wasn't into it, but it would seem like the same story over and over again. They got brainwashed, then they got brainwashed, then they got brainwashed, and everybody's trying to kill each other, and they're a bunch of spies, and no one knows. <laughs> it was like, man, like, another one, another one? And they were like, oh, another Winter Soldier was alive, and now he's mad because all this time passed, so he's going to brainwash uh, Black Widow, who's then in turn going to brainwash Winter Soldier, you know, is wasn't good. It was a big letdown. I always want to know how you brainwash somebody. I want to try it sometime. I mean, you got to use a lot of soap and Q-tips, man. Yeah, because you know brains be dirty. <laughs> dirty. I picked my biggest letdown as AVX. Really? I was really looking forward to it. Like, I don't know if you listened to the podcast before it came out. I was just, like, jacked. I was picking out all the variant covers and saying, who would win this one? Who would win this one? And then it really didn't be about the Avengers versus the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's everyone versus five X-Men with Phoenix powers. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can see how. Yeah, that would be a letdown. Yeah. All right. Best event. I picked AVX. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Best... Oh, you did best event. Oh, okay. I did best limited series. Is that not on your paper? No. Okay. Let's just skip that one then. What? All right. Best event. Go for it. AVX. (laughs) Because the first three issues were good. (laughs) I liked it when they were all fighting. That was awesome because that's what I thought I was going to get 12 issues of. Just knock down, drag out, fights for hope. Um, and then some of the last, the later issues, like the middle was just kind of boring. Oh, dude. Issue six was the best one. Which was that one? What happened? I think it was, I think it was the one right before Spidey got pummeled. I thought he got pummeled in like 10. Hmm. I'll have to go back and check. But I mean, it, it, it was when it became like real, like, oh no, now they have, the, the Spidey ones. pummeling issue was probably my favorite of all the issues. Because the tides started to turn. Ah, you know? Yeah. Magic, Colossus lost their powers. Uh, Namor had already lost his powers. You knew that Emma and Scott were going to go after each other. That was really good. And then, of course, you know, like I said, the first couple issues where they're just on Utopia, beating the snot out of each other and heading to the moon to fight. That's what, that's what I liked. So that's why I picked the best event as well as the biggest letdown. (laughs) I said also AVX was the best event. I know everybody's thinking out there what other events were there. Well, um, depending on how you define event, they had Everything Burns, which was a crossover between uh, Thor and um, what was that? Journey into Mystery. Um, They had the Omega Effect, which was between... Avenging Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Punisher. They had Ends of the Earth was considered an event this year. Um, they had End Times, which was an event that went of uh, Avengers and New Avengers, which that sucked, man. <laughs> it was it was bad. 
And then they had Devil in the Details, which was just a two-part story, I think, with um, Black Cat. Uh, it was a crossover between Daredevil and Amazing. Um, so out of those, the best event was AVX. I did enjoy this book. I thought it dragged on a little bit. Um, but as far as that goes, I, I, I did enjoy it. And I did like how it became more than what it started. It, it actually had some growth to uh, what was going on. Cool. Does that make sense? No, it does. I get it. I get it. I, I'm hip. I thought you might have liked the um, ends of the earth. No, I, dude. Here are the effects of global warming. I can show you. I mean, the art was yeah. good in that, but I don't like. I didn't like how Spider-Man saved the entire planet. Oh, everybody, we gotta, we gotta rely on Spider-Man. To me, that's <laughs> not his character. And now I know. Some people on the Facebook page were like, oh, here's several instances where he did save the world before. So it's totally within character. But that's not my street level Spider-Man. That's yeah. not him caring for the the little guy. That's him like, this is my villain. It's my responsibility to clean it up because it's my villain. No, I mean, if the world is in per- peril, every single superhero is going to come to its aid. Yes, you are correct. And didn't they? Well, never mind. Whatever. It's, it's neither here nor there. Yes, it wasn't your favorite, so we'll leave it alone. Okay. Predicted best title of 2013. So this is not an award for 2012. This is what we think is going to be the best title in 2013. I was tempted to say Thor. I was tempted to say Thunderbolts, because probably I'll enjoy that a lot. But when it really got down to it, probably the overall best title is going to be all new X-Men. You said that? Yes. Lay it on me. Okay, I'm I'm liking it. I, I really am enjoying the book. I like where it's going. I like where... The, uh, well, we'll talk about it in the characters to watch. But um, even though it's slow, it's Bendis, and he's got great plans. It's a he's he's new on the book, which means that his great plans are fresh and that he's excited about it. Um, I thought that the end of Avengers run, his 11 year run or whatever, um, kind of fizzled out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think he's he's he has new toys to play with, so he is all about this. Like he, when issue one came out, he was turning in the script for issue eight. So like. He's all about this. He's got a plan of where it's going to go. He's going to bring in new characters. He's going to pair the title with Uncanny X-Men. And so you're going to see that interplay. Um, The reason I didn't pick Uncanny X-Men is because uh, I think that I'm more interested in the younger characters than, you know, Scott and Emma and their story. I know they're going to interact and dovetail like he did with Avengers and New Avengers. But I I really have a good feeling about the all-new X-Men book. I picked that one as well. Hey, <laughs> all right. Yeah, uh, basically for the same reasons that you're right. Bendis has new toys to play with. If it's anything like the first year of his year on Avengers, if that's how he makes X-Men, I'll be a happy boy. Right on. I'm glad that we, we, we agreed a lot more than I thought we would with this. Yeah, it wasn't there was no screaming or gnashing of teeth or ripping of sackcloth. <laughs> no, there you know? wasn't. <laughs> all right top 10 characters to watch now this is do you want to go ahead and explain what this is yes every year in january andy and i do the top 10 characters to watch for the coming year 
we should have probably gone back and listened to that episode and found out who we picked. You know what? I don't think we did it last year. I think we missed a year. Are you kidding? I think we did it for two years and then missed a year, and then this is the third year. Oh, well, that's sad. That befalls my heart. But (laughs) we picked the top ten characters to watch that we think are going to be big movers and shakers in the Marvel Universe in the year 2013. Now, did you put these in order? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes, because some characters are going to be big power players, while others will be power players, but not to this level. Okay, well. Are yours in order? Um, They weren't. I'm putting them in order now. Okay, then I'll go ahead and give my first one then. Number 10, we're going to count down to one, with one being the most important. Okay. Uh, 10, Marvel Man. We always pick him. He's been on my list every year because I know he's going to do something this year. We pick him every single time. <laughs> it's Marvel now. Now is the best time to do something with him. No, no. you're No, I don't think it's going to happen, man. Hey, Andy, I cannot do a top ten without him. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to happen. They have to do – oh, my gosh. You bought the rights. You paid a lot of money. You made a bunch of hubbub. And then you put out some reprints of – issues not even from his title come on <laughs> did you hey did you have any um any honorable mentions no i kind of struggled for this yeah me have... too this year was tough yeah like i guess preview wise i just don't i see some oh no what i just realized i used two characters twice crap two two characters twice oh one character twice okay all right, well, while you fix that, I'm going to say um, I had some honorable mentions, and these honorable mentions are the ones we're supposed to think will pay, play a big role, but really, I don't think they will. Now, by supposed to, I mean these are the ones in the Marvel Now teasers and the point ones and everything where they're like, oh, this big story is going to happen with this, but really it's just a marketing ploy to get you to buy their books because they think that their books won't do well. Okay. So, Nick Fury Jr., obviously. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no one cares about him. No one even <laughs> likes him. So they're not going to use him. None of the creators like him. It was an editorial mandate. Number two, Cable. All right? He's got his own team. He's not going to be a big player. His time is done because hope is done. Hulk. He's got new armor now. He's working for <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. No one cares. Havoc. He's running a team, but really he's just a pretty face and... It's going to still be Thor and and Captain America on that team. And Nova. He's getting his own Jeff Loeb title. And he was a character to watch on the point one issue. He's not. He's he's going to do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. Number one. No, number ten. Are we doing number ten? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number ten. Kitty Pride. And okay, Kitty Pride, because she is taking Professor X's old spot. What what Bendis is doing is saying, all right, Kitty, I'm using you as the new teacher. You are going to mentor these new X-Men. And I think it's a great potential for character growth, for doing something worthwhile with her, not sticking her in a in a bubble suit. <laughs> she was in oh man that was just that was just terrible so way to go fraction anyway 
Um, I, I think she's a character to watch, and now I'm actually interested in that character. Really? Hmm. Yeah, it does, definitely is going to be interesting to to see how that plays out. Because, you know, when you're Kitty Pride, you've never even been the leader of the X-Men. How do how does that work when you're now the, the headmistress slash run in the show, and everyone who's ever been a leader is now following you? Yep. Yup, that'll be good. Yup. All right, number nine, Mystique. Mystique seems to be popping up in all the, like every X Men title. What are you talking? When? Where? In the previews coming up. Oh, I had didn't look at the previews. Because that you know what's going to come up. That would be (laughs) cheating. No, you have to know what characters to watch, but I'm not going to watch them. Characters. Characters that I predict are going to be important. Yeah. Well, you, you know they're they're you know they're important. It's not a prediction. Well, only if the, if it's only been three three months in advance. It's a quarter of a year, man. My gosh, I'm good. If I was in Louisiana, I'd smack you. I know that you would. I would choke you out, fool. I know that you would not. I <laughs> I pick Mystique. She just it sounds like she's going to be having her hands in Bendis's title. Um, in all new X Men as the as a villain, she's also doing stuff with um, Wolverine and the X Men, and so that makes sense that it's probably going to bleed over into Cyclops's title as just kind of uh, pulling some strings, and she's going to be a villainess to watch. Okay, all right, I like that. Number nine, Cyclops, the elder Cyclops, not the young one. I think that he um, he's going to still go through character development. I, I think we get a costume change for him. Um, I think he's going to be the main character of Uncanny X-Men. And didn't they say they starting the school for the gifted again? The, the Charles Xavier School for the Gifted? At the Weapon X facility. Right. And That's that doesn't awesome. code well. And I, I really think that this interplay is it's going to be huge. I think it's going to... Knowing Bendis and the and everything that they've given him to take control of... It's going to have effects on a lot of the other X titles. I think so, too. That's a good one. All right. All right. Number eight is on my list that I need to pull up. Number eight, Cyclops. (laughs) (laughs) So, same reasons. Which one? The old or young? What are you talking about young? The young Cyclops is in all new X-Men. Oh, old Cyclops. Okay. Not baby Cyclops. Okay. Same reasons. He's running. He's got his basically his own title again. He's kind of like the evil X Men almost. It's gonna be a good year. All right. Uh, number eight, Scott Lang. They're bringing him back. They're gonna do something. He's got. He's one of four people in his own book. I know that this is a book that's not gonna tie into too much. But I think that they're in and of himself. There's going to be a lot of character development, um, him getting out, moving back into the spotlight, dealing with things. So he he's going to be one to watch, not on the broad scale, but in, in his own little world. Well, that's off the beaten path. <laughs> kind of out there. All right, seven. Wolverine. He has a movie. And he's in like seven thousand titles, but anytime that a character has a movie, you know they typically uh, 
get a lot more exposure. And he's got a new title coming out with Frank Cho in the jungle with Shauna. So Wolverine. You know what? He didn't even make my list. That's okay. He, uh, I didn't think about the movie coming out, but you're right. But in general, I thought this is going to be Scott's year. It's not going to be Wolverine's. I don't know. I think Wolverine might be a little upset if he finds out that the School for Gifted Youngsters is now at the Weapon X facility. That's that's true. All right. Number seven, Reed Richards. Uh, again, this is going to be within the confines of his own uh, book, but he may show up in the Avengers, new Avengers title because it's kind of Illuminati based. Um, but he is having some issues and he, his um, unstable molecules are breaking down. So uh, this is kind of a big jump for him. He's kind of spending time with his family before he feels like he's going to or he could die. Oh, he should just talk to the Illuminati and Beast and they'll figure it out. <laughs> the new Beast? Illum- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Morlock Beast or whatever they're calling it. Do you like the new Beast? Oh, no. He looks like Abomination, man. Yeah. Looks awful. He reminds me of the Mutant X Beast. I'm, probably... I'm still happier than the Lion Beast. Oh, no. I think this is a regression. You think this is worse than Lion Beast? Because Lion Beast, did you see that the past few, few like six months he's been drawn as not Lion Beast? I like that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, really in continuity, even though... The artist is saying this. I mean, he's still Lion Beast. Yeah, but now he's. But you, so you like Abomination Beast better than Lion Beast? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Number six, Thor. Really? Why? Prince of Asgard. <laughs> because he has a movie coming out. Oh, you're cheating. So How Captain America's cheating? on their list. Captain America does have a movie coming out. Yes, he does. Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, in 2014, Andy. No. Yes. Come on. Come on. Really? Yes. No, I thought one was March and I thought the other was September. No, filming starts in March for Captain America. Oh. In Cleveland. <laughs> Lucky. But Thor, I know, I can't wait. Um, Thor, you know, he's he's got a title that everyone is saying is really good. So that that's huge. Um, I think he's going to uh, go into have a big part in a storyline that is going to reveal one of my characters on my list, so I'm not going to talk about that. And anytime that you have a movie, I mean, his movie comes out in November, that means that August, September, and October are going to be Thor months, you know? Right, yeah. And he's on what was the Marvel's biggest selling title of the year, Astonishing X-Men. I mean, Astonishing <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> Yeah, Astonishing X-Men said no one ever. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, number six, I said Jean Grey, the young one. I think that she is going to play a major role. That's it. That's all. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> number five, Spider-Man. Okay. I think, you know, this whole superior thing is getting a lot of coverage people are interested whether they love it or hate it they're reading it it is spider-man anyways but this is a huge change to his status quo um and he's definitely going to be a big character to follow how many issues do you think spider-man superior spider-man is going to last i think it's going to be around for a while at least until the movie bit but i mean just to see you know 
the preview that came out where it said he's got fired from the Avengers. That's going to be something. Did he uh, get fired from the Avengers or did he get fired from Horizon? The, the picture shows the Avengers in the background and it says fired and shows Superior Spider-Man. Oh. So, well, I mean, we're definitely going to have to read it. But, you know, he, he's interacting with Avengers. What's that going to be like? He's going to do a crossover with the X-Men. What's that going to be like? I think it's going to be a great big year for Spider-Man. What title is that in? The crossover? For what? The crossover. What title is that going to be in? Which one? The one with him and the X-Men. Oh, it's in his title. Oh. Okay. I don't know, man. How do you... What, you looked at the previews and that's how you know this? Because I haven't seen anything on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but no, the picture... That picture came out when Marvel Now was announced. What? It's a, it's a picture of Superior Spider-Man with Storm, Beast, and Wolverine. Oh, I gotta go look at that. Where have you been? I am. I haven't seen that. All right, <laughs> number five, Black Panther. He oh. is going to be. Uh, I think Hickman's really going to use him in the new Avengers. He's going to probably be the point man. Now I know only one issue's come out, and he may follow other people, but I think that. Um, Black Panther is the one that he's going to have to eventually eat his own words and be like, okay, well, the Illuminati serves a purpose because before he declined the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, I think that he's going to he's going to to lead a lot of major plot lines in the upcoming year. I think that's a good pick, Andy. I like that one. I didn't think about him. Um, Which number are we on? Four. Number four, young Jean Grey. Oh, she made your list too, eh? Yes. I think Bendis, you know, Bendis brought back the Young X-Men for a reason. I have a feeling it's going to center around her. I think you're right. Oh, dude, I left somebody off the list that... Oh. You want to do honorable mention? No, I just, it may, like, he's probably the most important. I just over, totally overlooked him. Well, then tell me at the end, then. Tell okay. us at the end. Okay. You can have two number ones. <laughs> well, you probably mentioned them, so I'll just comment when you get there. Okay. Who's your number four? Number four, Red Hulk. Oh. The reason why I picked this is because in Avengers, Bendis's Avengers number five, I think, uh, did it say that Red Hulk is going to be the key to this entire Ultron war? Or Age of Ultron, whatever they're calling it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if he's the key to the whole thing, and that's coming up this year, and Ultron is the one I left off the list, duh. Oh. So, um, anyway, I think he's going to play a major role if they remember to do it. See, like, I'm kind of confused. <laughs> if they're going to do the Age of Ultron, but now Bendis is not on that lead book, like, he'll probably be on that. If it comes out with its own book, he'll probably be it's on its that. its own book. Is it? Yeah, and he wrote it. Oh, okay. All right. So, but, you know, now, does it have the X-Men in it or no? Because I know it has Wolverine, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They they just have been teething about it for literally years, and that's it. Two years, man. <laughs> anyway. All right, number three. Iron Man. Because he's Iron got a man, movie? He does have a movie. Uh, it's the it's, it was always the biggest of the the three between Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. But also, 
you know, he's always had a big prominence, but we're going to see a lot of Iron Man stuff. Um, but also, he's joining the Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's going to definitely add some flavor. And I know Scott's really excited about that. Yes, I yeah, I read that. But is he is that just for the for the first story arc, or is that the whole series? I don't know. Because that's know. I get confused because they they're promoting story arcs like they're promoting entire series nowadays. Because so Captain America in Dimension Z may only last for six issues, but I thought that's what the entire title was about. You know. Oh, gotcha. Who knows? Uh, my number three was X Nihilo. Who? X Nihilo. He is the uh, he was the first panel in Avengers number one. Oh. Okay. And so he's the golden guy with the wacko horns. Yeah. And he's the one that's creating life on Mars and everything. Hmm. See, I don't know how they're going to do the Age of Ultron when this guy seems like such an imposing, you know, uh, individual. They're going to wrap up a story with him. And if Hickman's writing, you know the thread, the plot threads are going to last for 50 issues. <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested to see what happens with him. Oh, that's like a whole other world. I didn't even think Literally. of him. You what? Literally. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right, number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's cheating. How is that cheating? Oh, it's one character. Okay, Star-Lord. All right. Because they're pre- Marvel's prepping these guys for a movie. Yes. And they're going to be all over the place. You throw Iron Man's face on the book, and you're bringing them to Earth. That that means something. Now, that's Bendis' title also, right? Mm-hmm. When does this movie come out? They're looking at that one for 2014. Okay. All right. So if they have 12 issues in, they'll have 18 issues. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll have Cap, we'll have Cap and Cap two and Guardians of the Galaxy for 2014. Right, and then Avengers two. 2015. And then Ant Man after that. Yep. Wow. I know it's gonna be crazy. Every summer, every year is gonna be good. Like. Every five to six months is going to be a new Marvel movie. Yeah, I, that's the that's the smart way to do it, man. Absolutely. Yeah, keep everybody coming back and be like, oh, that movie was great, and then buy the DVD and then go see the next one. Yep, yep, because Avengers, people are like, it's going to be three years. Well, it is, but how many Marvel movies are coming out to fill in until that between right. them now, you know? Everybody's excited about Iron Man 3, and there's a ton of hype about Thor number two. Uh, that one I'm most excited about. Thor 2? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with Malekith and Sif and Thor and exploring all the nine realms. It's going to be off the chain. <laughs> Do you think it's going <laughs> to turn people off because it's not on Earth that much? No, I think I think it's going to do better because Thor did decent at the movie. You know, It wasn't like, you know, a billion dollars or anything, but it did very well. But then people really got to know Thor from Avengers and then went back and rented it from Redbox. So now people are going to show up at the theater for Thor. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Which one are you most excited about? Um, I Probably Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Um, I don't know. It's, he's, he's probably the best actor out of the three leads. 
Um, and so it's going to make a good movie. And a lot of this stuff seems believable. It's going to make a good movie if he doesn't fight another clone of himself, like another mirror villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to see him fight another Iron Man. I want him to see, the, see him fight the Mandarin who's going to be like magic based or something like that. Like, you know, but also he's down and depressed. He's been drinking. He's, you know, I think it's going to be good. Um, yeah, we'll see. And Iron Patriot's in it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Okay, my number two is Spider-Man. I think that if Slot does it right, he can milk this title and he can milk Otto Octavius being there for a whole year. But after reading uh, Superior Spider-Man number one, I made this list before I read that, um, mm. he might cut it short. Like, Peter Parker might be back in the body before the end of the year. Oh, you're thinking he's coming. It's not going to last very long. Well, the title will last long, but Otto Octavius might not last till the end of the year. What do you think they're going to do with him? With Octavius or Spider-Man? Yeah, Octavius. You think they'll kill him off? They'll probably get that Octobot or something and put him in stasis or later, if if Slot is still on the book afterwards, <laughs> um, they'll probably put him in a giant robotic octopus. You know, who knows? Something Number st- one. Something stupid. Ultron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Ultron War. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, I They've been hyping this thing. Forever. <laughs> I know. We're finally going to get it. It's like now it's anticlimactic, you know? Yeah. And continuity-wise, where is it going to take place? That's true. Didn't, didn't it take place kind of in the future? Oh, well, I know on that map it did. Well, I mean, in the point, in the 12.1 issue or the preview issue or whatever, wasn't like Spider-Man and Wolverine, weren't they older and they were living in an apartment? Oh, I, I vaguely remember that. Right, and I don't think it was Doc Ock in Spider-Man's body. Maybe it was. <laughs> Maybe it was. I'll have to go back and check. Okay, my number one is Benjamin. And I don't know his last name. And he's from the all-new X-Men. Well, how are you going to pick a character you don't even know? Okay, Okay. I'll tell you why. Um, He seems to be the person that Cyclops is... like. He's a new breed of mutant. His his mutation is more mental than physical. Isn't that how he explained it? Yeah. And so I think that he's going to be a big player in Uncanny. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you I, got it should three be of them right. So that's good. So anyway, I don't think he's going to be the most important. I just put him at number one because I thought he would be the surprise. Well, that was a surprise. Well, you sound like you're about to fall asleep. No, 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 no. Him and Nick Ex Nihilio. <laughs> And Scott Lang. Hey, can you turn down your speakers? I'm getting an echo on my voice. Uh, um, My speaker? Yeah. Yeah. Like your your speakers are picking up your mic. Your mic is picking up your speakers. So what's my speaker? Like the volume? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
Okay. Hello? Better? Test? Test? Nope. I can still hear myself. I haven't changed any settings. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll try to try to be over here. All right. All right. So, oh. what next? The Teen Award. The Teen Award. All right. The Tina Turner Awards. Woo-hoo. Okay. How many you got? I have nine. Nine? I have nine. You do not. I do. Oh, my goodness gracious. Editing this thing is going to be a major pain. <laughs> I was waiting for you to call me jerk. <laughs> you did that on purpose. Nine? Okay, I'm going to type all these down. All right, go ahead. You do you do three, then I'll do one, then you do three, then I'll do one, then you do... <laughs> all right. One of the living... Morbius? No. <laughs> because we find out that Peter Parker is one of the living. Oh! Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, racking my brain here of all 60 Marvel titles. Okay. All right. All right. One of the living. Do you really have nine? Yeah. You do this just to aggravate. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's cool. You're my friend. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, show some respect. Okay. Uh, show some respect. Is this because uh, to Beast? Because they changed him to look so terrible? No. It's because I feel like Marvel did the switch of Peter Parker and Octo Octavius respectfully, and he went out like a hero. <laughs> okay. Is that good? Is that oh, not yeah. good? Oh, yeah. Nine. Are they all going to be the two issues that we talked about? Uh, that's what you told me to do. No, that's not what I told you to do. Yes, you did. We're going to review two issues, and we always do Tina's on the issues we review. I No, you asked me. You said, so what are we doing about Tina's? And I said, I did mine on my awards and the two issues. Oh. Uh, number three. <laughs> Undercover agent for the blues. You took me Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say because Peter Parker's ghost was blue and he couldn't see him, so it was undercover. Andy, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's because Doc Ock is really Spider-Man. <laughs> He's an undercover agent. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. It seems like I should have gotten that one. You're not leaving any room for... The clips of the music, you know that. I will. I'm gonna. It doesn't even matter because I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this whole thing and and do them all individually. 
Okay, all right. My number one is don't rush the good things. Don't rush the good things. That could be canceling titles that don't need to be canceled. No. Uh, oh, Spider-Man, co- Peter Parker coming back too early? Yes, yeah. If 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 uh, I mixing it up with Peter is a good thing, then don't rush it. Don't let him come back so soon. See, I didn't think you liked it, so that's why I wasn't sure if that was a right, good award but, for you. No, I understand, but it's being presented as a good thing. Okay. Right. Number four, two people. Two people that are scared together and love one another. Save it for brain. Some people gotta stay forever and give one another shelter on a rainy day. <laughs> two people. Is it because Spider-Man is now two people because there's the memory of Peter Parker and the mind of Doc Ock? Yeah, there are two people in his body. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness gracious. I need to give you less time to prepare. (laughs) All right. Number five. Back where you started. Um, back where you started. Is it because it's superior number one? We're back at the beginning of the story? No. Okay, wait, don't tell me. <clears throat> is it because Doc Ock is facing the Sinister Six? No. Is it because he is a scientist just like Doc Ock used to be? No. All right, tell me. Uh, because at the end of the issue, it looks like Spider-Man's headed back where he started. What, what do you mean? Oh, you mean because Peter Parker showed up? Yep. I'll give it to you. <sighs> All right, number six. Number six. Let's stay together. Um, let's stay together. Is it because Peter said, I'm not going to let you kill? So they have to stay together? Kind of. They're they're together, so it looks like they're going to stay that way. (laughs) (laughs) This part of the show has (laughs) has degraded. Okay, all right. uh, My number two. So that would be, if you're counting at home, Tina Award number eight. You got what I'm going to get.
You're not gonna get this. Oh, okay. It's not. It's it's in one of my it's in one of my uh, top ten people to watch. You got what I'm gonna get. Um, Kitty Pride. No, but that's a good guess. Uh, ex Nahelio. <laughs> no. Jean Grey. Nope. Mr. Fantastic. Nope. Scottline. Nope. Red Hulk. Nope. Black Panther. Nope. Cyclops. Nope. Benjamin. Yep. Oh my God. Benjamin, because he's got what what Cy, what or Cyclops has what he's gonna get. So he's gonna grow into a mutant. He's gonna be a big time bad guy. Oh, okay. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Your last three. All right. Three Martino Awards. It takes two. Okay, to be Spider-Man, apparently it takes Peter, who's a conscience, and Otto, who is driving the body. Very good. All right. Yeah, I got that one. That's great. Uh, Come together. I would like them to be together in the same body. Huh? I want I want Peter and Otto in the same body. So I want them to come together. Yep, they're together. <laughs> Do you notice a theme for all my Tina Awards? This is ridiculous. You're making a mockery of poor Tina. <laughs> the last Tina Award. You're making her legs look ugly right now. I can't. <laughs> you, can't you can't make her legs look ugly? She tried. When I was young... Because Otto Octavius saw all of Peter's memories his whole life, and so he saw what happened to him when he was young? No. Oh, okay. More so, because um, now he's in this young body. So now Doc Ock is like, whoa, that's pretty cool. He's young again, so he gets to like redo what he could have when he was you know, 30 years younger. I suppose. He wasn't the vulture, man. He was just really sick. Well, how old do you think Doc Ock was? 40. 40. No. Are you kidding? 45? Oh, like 56. 56. Okay. No, no, no. He was so old. He was 56. Like, he would be 56. No, but I'm saying now he's in Peter Parker's body who's like 30. That's 26 years. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Ready for your last Tina? Yes. Oh, no, that was my last one. No, no. I'm giving you your last one. Oh. Ready? Okay. Simply the best.
I would say that would be th- for your awards. You pick the the best title. And what was that? Punisher. Well done. <laughs> Simply, it was the best title. Well, I, I I'm amazed. I'm glad you got most of these. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you got some of them. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, the odds were stacked against me. Well, no, there were two issues. Everything was about them being together. <laughs> so you decided because there were two issues, you would say, oh, you know what? I'm going to make the most amount of Tino <laughs> we've ever had about two issues. Yeah. You're such a smart Alec. <laughs> it's called patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You're patronizing not only me, but the listeners as well. So well done to our sponsors who I'm sure love this episode. DCBService.com, discount comic book service. Get all your pre-orders two months. Order them. Your pre-orders two months uh, in advance. And then you get the numbers. You get the discounts. 40, 50, sometimes 70% off for low, low shipping. Hey, I forgot to tell a story. I emailed them. And I was like, hey, if I want to order a thousand titles, is it still six and a quarter shipping? And they were like, yeah, that's that's fine. That's no problem. Can you believe Whoa. that? Whoa. Yeah, man. So are you going to order a thousand titles? Uh, not next month. Not this month, but next month. Yeah, probably. A thousand? Yes. What? What do you do to root? What? Yep. yep. Well, fill me in. I will let you. It's It's up and coming, man. It's a secret. So that's a tease for you. What? Are you going to tell me when we're done recording? I could. Okay. I Yeah, probably. It's, it's getting late, but yeah, I can probably tell you. Okay. okay. But listeners, stay tuned. Why? Why does Andy need a thousand titles? Why does he need a thousand comic books in one month? And what does Jackie have to say? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's an idea, you know. All right, so, uh, and then also our other sponsor, CRPSavings.com. That's Community Retail Partnership. Go there, sign up, get a login, save your company, save your church, save yourself money on all your office supplies, everything you need. What is it, 30 40 50% off, 50% off all printing, 40% off all binding, 15 30% off most of the rest of the stuff in the store. Uh, it's free. Why not? Why not do it, right? Why not? And then if you order online, any any orders over 50 bucks is free shipping. I know that. Did that you? is awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. It's awesome. Dude, did you know they have K-Cups for, like, crazy discounts? No. Are those, are those worth it? Oh, yeah. See, I, I ordered that $200 worth of uh, coffee from you from Office Depot for $17, and so we're mm-hmm. still going through that. Yeah, yeah, that was an amazing deal from Amway. Um, that was. I, I, I know people were just like, "Get out of here! Shut up! It's not free." Like, it it really is. You just have to pay the shipping. It's, it it's was free seventeen. Coffee. It was seventeen dollars for shipping, but it was two hundred dollars worth of coffee. It's, <laughs> it was great, man. We're still going through it. We love it. <laughs> we are. It's. You'll it's be good. going through it until the Ultron War actually comes out. No, that's never gonna happen. That it was <laughs> end before that. Ultron will actually be real by the time that comes out. <laughs> so, yes, we'd like to thank our sponsors. And, of course, you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, marvel616politics.com. If you don't use iTunes, that's where you go to get the shows. You can stream it. You can download it. 
and there's also a link to iTunes there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 616politics. I'm sitting here at a desk all day. I would love to ta- chat with you. So do it. He would. Awesome. Well, Andy, it's been great. Well, wait, wait, wait. We still have two more. Your two. You two your two. My two what? Oh, yeah. Look us up on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Marvel616politics. And give us a call and leave us something funny. Six one six seven five five Tina. Well, Jared, I, I think we're gonna call it quits on that note, since we yeah. can't even remember our contact information or anything like that. I forgot that we didn't do it yet. Right, 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 right. So I think we got everything. Thank you. Um, that's that's uh 2012 in a uh, summed up in two and a half hours. So you're welcome, listeners. Anyway, you heard it here first. Thank you for listening, and until next time. Make yours Marvel 616 Politics. Notice I'm not thrilled about these, and that's why I'm not singing the clips. Let's <laughs> stay together. You got to keep that in the, the <laughs> Every time I put that clip in there, I'm like, ooh, I hope somebody doesn't get caught by surprise with this clip. It's like piercing. Well, I think you have the live version. Oh, man, do I? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you have the recorded version for that one. No, well, you know, it's whatever YouTube had. <laughs> They've got them all. <laughs> yeah, they do. I know. You know what? Somebody the other day, they were like, <clears throat> they were like, you know, don't deny it. You like Tina Turner. And I was like, I mean, she's okay. And he's like, what are you talking about? You love her. You got all her music. I was like, no, 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 no. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I was like, look, Jared, my co-host really likes tina turner i can appreciate her music and i like some of her stuff well how'd they know you have all her stuff that's that's a good question they i mean probably they walk by and they hear some of it being played while i'm clipping the show